0: It's numb, the clean. your dog is something to do uh, David looks like shit shit <laughs> that's how I uh, started hey, I've started a couple times like that Have you
1: guys ever heard of these words this is something that's been pop, been going viral recently the like they're called antagonisms or they have mm. they have a bunch of different uh, there's a bunch of different Weirdly enough, there's a bunch of different synonyms for them But it's the words that mean One word, they mean something And they also mean it's opposite Like to oh. Like to sanction Means both to approve And to punish
2: Okay, yeah
1: And like, are we talking about my
0: ex-wife here, David?
1: Hey. All right. All
2: right. Ha-cha-cha
1: well, With us today is band leader Rachel McCartney uh, uh so, Hello <laughs> Rachel, what's your what's your Twitter handle? So At
2: Rachel M comedy.
1: Rachel M. Comedy. Uh but yeah, so there's uh these uh words like cleave was is also one it means to separate and to unite. And that has just been coming up all the time. I feel like I've seen it like
2: in, in, in what, your Pornhub search? <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's my cleave? Cleave
2: means to unite? Yeah.
0: Like, I've always cl- thought
2: cleave together means to unite.
0: Cleave mm-hmm. together. I always thought it was just sort of like we're you're cle we're cleaving away, or 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 like it's like if you chop at a a tree and you're taking out little triangles of it, like you're cleaving away at it. I didn't know. I did. That's nah. I'm taking it. I'm I'm taking it back. Uh, mm-hmm. it's uh it's a le it's a leak. it's illegal now.
1: You're calling Oxford, Mister Oxford. Hmm.
2: This is actually my first NPR appearance. <laughs> I'm really yeah. honored. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Mr. Oxford and Mr. Monopoly both uh live together in a duplex and uh take care take care of various uh 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 or they decide they decide the antagonis- antagonisms antagonisms antagonisms, excuse me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so there's another word for it which is it has some like really I can't remember the reference, but to some maybe ancient Roman myth about there's some guy who was two faced and they call it uh, some a Voldemort. Mr- yeah. yeah, they call it like a Voldemort <laughs> word or something like that. Or they call it like a, a Mr. Two-Face word is also a Janus word. It's called a Janus because there's. Oh, OK. OK. Mr. Janus was apparently um, duplicitous.
0: And in, in, in addition to just having um being in front of every all, um, new Hollywood cinema film between 1962 and 1985, mm-hmm. you yeah. know,
1: yeah, you know he what was, I'm talking about, right? Explicitly, the uh, traffic pedophiles for Woody Allen. Yeah. That's right. That's, that's, that's right. what it's named after. That's that's what the word is com is coming from. But yeah, I mean, I feel like I've just been. That's all I've been kind of seeing these days. It's it, it, it's been it's come up like four or five times on my on my on my brow on my scrolling. Rachel what have you been seeing on the on the scroll recently? Doom. I'm surprised <laughs>
2: you've been seeing anything but Doom. I'm honestly kind of jealous. <laughs> Every everyone is just like there's a coup happening and you're studying for the SAT.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, that's funny.
2: Yeah, I mean, that
1: too. Yeah, it's 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 been uh we've 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 all seen the same thing, right?
0: oh yeah uh, um this is actually in line with things uh elon elon became the richest guy i think for now you know for now
2: well that's divorce do you do you have another late night my wife joke because that's what happened to bezos (laughs)
0: yeah 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 That's, uh, that's uh that's uh that's gonna be uh a real quick one uh well elon musk's uh wealth or whatever it is is so random i mean he's just uh he's just like um Just like one of those 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 wacky characters from a two thousand and seven film, who's just sort of like, yeah, he'll be the richest person in the entire world one night, and then the next night he will literally be crying in a gutter, like with his mascara, like sort of like dripping down.
2: This is like the male version of that Britney Spears song "Lucky."
1: Mm -hmm. Elon Musk is
2: what what Danny was just describing. Okay, just just being the rich, (laughs) the richest man in the world, and then he's like crying with a mascara.
0: Oh, that's yeah! So just true. holding, just holding his, <laughs> holding his, his shoes, just walking in the in the New York City streets. Just he crying.
2: cry, cry, cries in his lonely heart.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. it's, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> but, it's like, yeah, he yeah, has like one hundred and eighty ish billion dollars today, but mm-hmm. you know, tomorrow. So do are him and Grimes married? Mm. I doubt
2: it. That doesn't sound very bohemian.
1: No, you're right. Yeah, but neither does one hundred and eighty billion dollars. So. You know,
2: a hundred eighty billion dollars is whatever you want it to be.
0: (laughs) Grimes, I was I was riding my bike and I was thinking this to myself. Grimes is like the same type of attractive that like Adam Driver is right where she's like kind of what she's what she's kind of like grotesque, but also attractive. Like I have to
2: no, I have to Google image her right now because this is my bullshit meter.
1: Yeah, I like that. Uh, you'll, I think you'll oh, find that. Oh no, she's more, much more conventionally attractive than. I Adam
2: mean, you you could attractive. maybe make the argument that Adam Driver should be the one named Grimes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He should be na- Grimes. My name is Grimes. <laughs> that, that was his whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his his whole thing throughout the entirety of the, ser- uh, the series, of girls was just being like holding. He was like, um, uh, 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 uh yeah, the guy who was the the bassist for, um. Uh oh, uh, uh, who had sex with like a thousand women or something like that, and he was he was kind of cool too. And he had like mutton chops. Who's that? Are you face talking of?
2: about Keith Richards?
0: Uh, no, he no, like but Horace, that's the ace of spades. That guy, uh, uh. uh, um, uh, I gotta find out. So, like, the whole, um, I don't I, follow uh, mutton chop porn, that's
1: not my thing, so I'm not really, I can't really,
0: Motorhead, Motorhead, mo- uh, 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 Lemmy, Lemmy, yeah, yeah. He his whole thing was that <laughs> no 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 you you'll, you'll get it you'll get it. his whole thing was that he he played the bass and he turned the highs and the lows all the way down and just turned the mids completely up and that's how Adam Driver performs he's just all mids just like hello my name is Adam Driver like he doesn't have any 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 dimension beyond that in girls in girls from two thousand nine to two I'm I mean, I really good he's yeah, got, go he jerks off. Like on camera. <laughs> <laughs> like that's
2: <laughs> this is the best this is podcasting in a nutshell where you're just like this actor doesn't have any range and then the other guy's like no he jerks off
0: <laughs> No 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 he jerks off. It's in the middle. He's just all mids. He's all mids uh mm-hmm. like Lemmy. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, from motorhead. Okay. We're Anyways,
1: here. welcome to Ponzi Scream, everyone. Uh yeah. here we're talking about uh I guess uh financial uh scams and screams and I guess, I, I mean, okay, how much are, do we want to talk about like last week? I, I don't, you know, like mm. I'm wondering this because it's in some ways, it's like, you know, the elephant in the room. And I, it's all I see except for antagonisms. And I don't know how much do we want to talk about it today, people.
2: Oh, you want to do another antagonism?
1: Sure. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh,
2: coo and to <laughs> coo to a baby.
0: Sure, that's yeah. Yeah, that could be one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: For people for
0: people who are maybe newer listeners or whatever, uh, you know, uh we we cover white collar crime and, uh, and 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 you know, that kind of stuff. So, we usually don't talk about the craziest thing that happens, but what I will say is uh a lot of stuff happened last week and My one
1: talk to your parents about it, people. Okay, just well, well, we don't feel responsible telling you the information. This is what my sixth grade teacher we take no
2: responsibility. (laughs) Yeah, my sixth grade teacher
1: on 9 11 was like, I'm not gonna tell you what happened, just go talk to your parents and they'll (laughs) tell you everything. And we like, ever all all the other sixth graders got to go like watch the buildings and like watch (laughs) CNN all day. And we (laughs) had to sit there and like, I heard during recess that like. My friend was like, "Yeah, I heard the Pentagon got bombed," and I was like, "What's the Pentagon?" And then at the end of the day, my teacher was like, "Yeah, some some shit went down. Go talk to your mom about it."
0: And, no, David, that's not what you said. You someone said the Pentagon got bombed, and you said, and you said, "Did you know that Pentagon means five? That's what you said. <laughs> that's what you said. I know exactly. I know, I know I could I, I know exactly what you uh, you said. That was po- yeah. Yeah. That's point 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 being, uh, all I will say is that I have one stock. Just one stock in Robinhood, the app. Mm-hmm. That's all. I just have one, oh, yeah. and all I could tell you is that it went up, just like normal. <laughs> stock market's been going up as it usually has. So uh, there was a lot of kerfuffle, but like, I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I
1: saw someone tweeting. They were like, right in the middle, like when some when when like the guy was on the podium with like a raised fist or whatever, yeah. and someone just tweeted, Dow is up. yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that was fine that was fine and like i follow some bitcoin people and literally they were just like i i can't wait for it to hit 50k i can't wait for (laughs) it to i'm like you do realize there's there's an actual insurrection going on right now like there's uh pretty amazing stuff some of these people are are living in that that little universe i mean it does it's hard to know what wall street feels i think that they don't like instability right in general sure.
2: Mm, i would disagree with that
1: government instability like like investors really want government stability because that allows them to have their like five-year outlook better
2: but i, w- I would say like instability means you're able to like do shock doctrine shit so anytime there's a yeah. crisis more public shit is going to be sold off to investors and private companies, and that's going to be good for them.
1: True. That's true. Yeah, it could also be, like, it depends on who we're talking about by, like, investors. Because if it's, like, a mutual fund investor, like, some like someone who just has to, like, keep the, the ship afloat for millions of retirement people, they're not going to like instability. But you're right. Like, mm-hmm. someone who's shorting, someone who's doing some shock doctrine, like Santander in... Uh, what Santander is in Puerto Rico and stuff like that—they're going to be doing some, yeah, maybe some, maybe some instability. Um, I wonder if someone's going to use this as an opportunity to like. St- Buy the IR- take stake in the IRS and sell it off and privatize it. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't think uh, Wall Street has any long term outlook whatsoever. Like, I don't. I don't think they're even really concerned with um, government stability at all. Because if they were, I mean, this this is said on Twitter a lot, and I know that I live in a bit of a bubble. Um, but I think it's true. Bernie was the compromise candidate. Like, mm-hmm. if they had any sense at all about like how bad things are mm-hmm. and how you know, the, what they're doing is not sustainable, but if you let Bernie in, um, they're, they're going to have to pay more in taxes, but they get to keep their heads. <laughs> like, if they yeah. understood that, yeah, they wouldn't have pulled out every stop to make sure he wasn't president. Do you, do you
1: think that people will walk away with that takeaway from this coup attempt? Like, that people will say, oh, we need to, we need to provide more economic Opportunity absolutely not.
2: Is, yeah. Absolutely yeah. not. Be- because I mean, this was white supremacists. Right. Like this this was crazy white supremacist QAnon on people and yes, the economic conditions of this country did contribute to um you know, making some people more able to be radicalized, but it wasn't like it wasn't primarily economic anxiety driving that particular insurrection.
1: Yeah. This wasn't and it's a-
2: and it's not with like it, it, it that's not the situation with QAnon either. They weren't trying to de-certify like, these, their were, election these were these were the least sympathetic people who could <laughs> possibly be <laughs> attacking the Capitol.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Yo, yo, they defecated in a lot of stuff. Apparently, that's funny. It's dude, shocking. It's, no, honestly, pro- props, props to them. Like, apparently, like it came out where. I think this is the the funniest part. Is I think the the government is being a little tight lipped about exactly like what was stolen and what wasn't. But like something that is slowly just sort of like coming through like the grapevine is that like a uh, like a lot of people defecated and pissed in like desks and stuff, <laughs> which is like, dude, honestly, I would I would take a shit in Chuck Schumer's desk if I had the opera. That would be awesome. That would be that would be great if I could just like Danny, you get one. You get one wish. You're in you're in this <laughs> the the now uh Senate majority leader's office for five minutes. You could shit in this desk if you want and be like, I bet that's gonna really he's gonna be like, oh, oh my. And then like back <laughs> he's, he's gonna be really angry for a second, you know.
1: You, what was that voice that you were doing? What was that one? Again? Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh my. Was that oh, like a was that, was that a Brooklyn oh. accent or is that a it,
0: He's just sort of like, uh, he's in a New Yorker. Like, uh, oh, mm-hmm. uh, that's,
2: that's a that's, uh, Woody Allen. If he wasn't a pedophile.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. oh, my, my, my glasses are going to fall off. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. I can't yeah. see the shit you took in my desk without my glasses. Uh, uh,
0: uh, yeah. Well, no, he'd be able to see it really good. Cause his desk is probably like down here. And his, 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 he's like, oh, I, 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 can lo- see, I can see it perfectly. I love it. I actually
2: <laughs>
1: love the low glasses thing that he does. I think it's a very, a very funny look.
0: Anything? No, no, take it fucking back. I hate that look. <laughs> no, I want to. I want to snatch those things right off his head right now and be like, "Get a good pair of glasses, you idiot." <laughs> it's not nineteen eighty two. Uh,
1: yeah. I don't know. I mean, if I could think of any senator's desk to shit in, um, I I would want to shit in like Joe Manchin's desk or
2: yeah, um, yeah, him.
1: That would be a really good one to shit in for a lot. Yeah.
0: Of well, wait are we are we going just by senators or the entire Congress? Because I think you could, I think it. Uh, oh, oh, um, old snowball guy, uh, old snowball, the guy I brought the snowball in. I, oh, I, I, that I, guy is that? I brought in- him in Inhofe? Jim in. Jim Jim. You, Jimmy, Jimmy he'd be a good one. Jimmy Hoff would be a real good one. I, I, I'd like that. Uh, there's some real, there's some real esoteric shitty Congress people where if you just like took a shit or you just do it randomly. Like you just go into like one of the representatives for like, I don't know, like uh, Tennessee. You go one Dem and one Republican. So like somebody in oh, Tennessee,
1: Hi- bipartisan,
2: bipartisanship. That's
0: yeah, gorgeous. yeah, One <laughs> one in like Tennessee and like one in like Nevada or something like that. And they're just sort of like they're no nobody knows their name. Like they've never heard or like a Hawaiian representative or something. They're like yeah, just what? someone who's been in power for what? forty
1: years and no one even remembers that they voted for them for the past <laughs> yeah. thirty of it. Yeah.
2: Well, they'll they'll just be like, "Oh my god, I feel seen."
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, oh my god, oh. Uh, I want, dude." That would be. Uh, I'm gonna look into that. Like, there's gotta be, there's gotta be a rep or a senator out there who is just like, just white bread. Nobody has ever said their name, like, it, 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 with any kind of consequence. I don't think th-
1: anyone had ever said Tom Tillis' name until he was up for election this year, in the competitive race sure. in North Carolina. He is one. He's someone who I'm pretty sure no one has ever actually said, "Thumb Tillis." <laughs> there's
0: some. There's some esoteric northeastern corridor ones, like people in Connecticut and Rhode Island, who you're like, "What?" Mm-hmm. Like, there's a guy. There's a guy whose last name is White House. Sheldon. Representative. Yeah, Representative White House. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, "Aren't you supposed to be the president?" <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh,
1: I, I want to talk. I want to move on because I, uh, I think this ties into some stuff that. Pre coup, we had planned on talking about a little bit, which was the Twitter suspension of uh, the go- the goat pro- the goat poster, truly, and sure. that is uh, the Twitter suspension of the president of the United States of America, and who's that? People have been saying that that in part happened because all like hundreds of Twitter employees signed this petition, basically to have his account suspended and i thought that was a very interesting development that while in the background of like all of this there's so many elements so many moving parts right now you know there's so much stuff with racial injustice there's stuff with income inequality there's climate change is always in the background and like every day there's a 9-11 with covid but there's a huge uh pushback uh, like both an antitrust pushback and a um And a labor pushback on big tech right now. And the fact that Twitter uh, would, I guess the question is, would Twitter have permanently suspended Trump were it not for their engineers and their other employees signing
2: this petition? I mean, you, you you were saying we wanted to talk about this prior to the coup, but they didn't have the permanent suspension until after the coup. Right, no, and I but, think that I think that's very relevant. Like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not sure it would have happened.
1: El- I wanted to talk about something else, which is, I wanted to talk about the Google Union. Basically,
0: uh, they're 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 sort of linked in a weird way, you know. Right. Well,
2: like, like totally. Like, if we want to talk about the Twitter suspension, I think uh, the pressure from the employees was probably a factor, but I don't think we can ignore the fact. The the final straw was him literally inciting a coup.
1: No, no, no. I meant, I didn't mean that. What I meant to talk about before his suspension was the, the Google unionization effort. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. The, yeah. Obviously the thing that did it was the coup, but would the response have been, how that would have happened? Um, but for this week, Google workers, the first tech company uh, ever Uh, No, outside of, um, there's another one, the fundraising one, they they unionized. Kickstarter, Kickstarter. Kickstarter unionized. But this is the first of the big monopoly firms. This is the first one that's had a union successfully, and it's Google. They unionized, uh, what, like last Monday? And then when Twitter's, when the Twitter employees send around this petition, my theory is that this was a petition that I'm sure employees had been, apparently they'd have had it for a couple months now. Right. And had Google not unionized literally last week,
0: then the Twitter petition may have had no teeth. Dude, I'm or less teeth. I'm I'm uh Rachel, have you worked in any kind of tech before? Uh yeah. Dude, I don't know about you. I am I used to have a tech job and I am I'm so excited that at the very least like teeny little dominoes for this are falling because it is such a weird industry where you do have people who will get paid like 50 60 70 thousand dollars a year but they're also working like 60 hours a week sometimes mm-hmm. and they have like no work-life balance so google's eve even even though like people are being like oh they're just a bunch of like gilded unionists or whatever it's like no you don't understand nothing in tech is unionized like yeah. at all So the fact that it's, like, anything is just, like, a weird—is, like, a nice step forward because, like, up until now, it's just been a lot of rhetoric from, you know, weird, you know, ghosts like Mark Zuckerberg who are, like, we are striving to something, 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 something. And, like, nothing ever happens. Also,
1: if you want to change tech, like, if you want to, like, have any sort of worker or, like, proletarian understanding of how, like, a business is run— The only way to do that is to unionize, and I find it like a little—I find it very disconcerting that there are some people on the left who are criticizing Twitter employees for organizing just because they have high salaries. And oh
2: yeah, I mean that's that's obviously a bunch of stupid bullshit. I mean, it's just like
1: that—like Twitter, all workplaces should be union. This is like the one thing that should be uniting the left is that all workplaces should be unionized. And yeah. it's like, what is this resentment that like a, like by millennial standards, they're making a high wage, but by us standards, it's a very middle-class sixties $70,000 a year is a pretty middle-class, you know, salary that middle-class people are unionizing. I'm not really sure what the enemy is there that like, they're not plumbers. They're not this. Bitches
2: like, be jealous. <laughs> Bitches be jealous.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh it's it's pretty crazy, and I think that the fact that it comes on the heels of this Google Union, which is a very radical union, and I want to talk about a little bit about like what it is precisely because it's not a standard union. Uh, and I, I think it's like a, it's a little confusing about like its structure, which is allows the best thing about it, I think, is that it allows for contracted employees to be able to join the union, yes.
0: That's a big deal
1: for
2: yeah, sure. Yeah, that's, that's really good.
1: Uh, because it's it's not a formal union under, you know, the National Labor Relations Act, like, you know, the Teamsters or whatever. It is it what's called a minority union, which 100 years ago was the only form of unionizing that existed. Like, prior mm. to the New Deal laws, there was no thing like a standard union versus a minority union or whatever. Everyone was just this, like, wildcat union and some of the like most prominent socialist and communist organizers were in the IWW and the IWW was taking the biggest risks doing the most concerted action going like leading the strikes getting the media attention that led to some of the biggest concessions in labor history prior to the passing of these labor laws and so the fact that Google employees are doing iww tactics it, uh it is nothing but laudatory in my opinion i i, I don't know am I, I, am
0: I preaching to the choir here or
2: yes you are okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. but you you have listeners so who cares <laughs>
0: yeah well i mean it, it makes sen- um it makes sense i, I uh I, I i and people people think like like there was um there was a New York Times piece that came out, I want to say four ish years ago, that talked about like the really intense working conditions in Amazon and how when the recession happened, there was Amazon kept hiring and it helped people, etc. You know, like have like these good paying jobs and what have and what have you, and that it's like incredibly competitive to work at Amazon. Yeah. But I knew somebody who worked at Amazon and I walked around the campus because I'm from Seattle, you know, so I, I was visiting and I was walking around the campus and the, this person was being like, you see the badges like that they're wearing. And I was like, yeah, and she's like, look at the colors. And there's like a blue badge and a green badge and a red badge and a gray badge. And she's like, everybody who has a blue badge is a contractor. So if you don't see, if you see anybody else, it means that is an actual like employee, employee. Of, of Amazon. And there's just a sea of blue badges mm-hmm. uh, throughout. In fact, there was even a uh, like sort of just a term like you, you call people like that. They just call them blue badges because they're not oh, actual employees at Amazon. That is- I,
2: I like the phonetic similarity to blue balls.
0: Yes. <laughs> like you're almost yes.
2: there and it hurts.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh and, a blue badge uh, really does sound like a sub
1: genre like a s like a, a sub faction of like a revolutionary war group. You know, oh the blue badges are coming. They hate the lobster backs.
0: Like I don't <laughs> <they're> <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, do that alliterative B really helps. Like mm-hmm. it sort of sounds like blue blood or um uh boneless Let's- Boneless, boneless chicken breast, bick, bick breast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, keep it uh, in. Don't do edit that it one out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but anyways, anyways, all those people were contractors. Right. So you have to include that mass of people because if you don't, you're just missing out on a huge glut of uh of people who work at these places right. because more and more. They're just becoming contracted people. Right.
1: And, and to be fair, this isn't the first minority union in the tech sector. There is uh, Gig Workers Rising is like a coalition
0: of Ooh, gig I look that up
1: of gig drivers of like Uber and Lyft and et cetera, et cetera, drivers. They do they are technically a minority union because all of their organizers are co- independent contractors by law. And so they cannot join a union that, you know, a New Deal era union, a Wagner Act, whatever union. Whereas uh so they're not alone in it. But what I think is just kind of amazing is that this is combining employees, engineers who in some ways have some of the like most amount of like economic, social, and political capital in the tech sector by far. And also independent contractors and also like custodial staff. And anyone can kind of join this, which is a pretty amazing different uh, it, it's a departure from gig workers rising i, I feel yeah
2: like. i mean it, it. it's good but they also have less power
1: right they can't force they can't compel good faith bargaining uh, yeah if, i
2: mean like essentially they're a lobbying group
1: yeah but they can go on they can organize a strike or they can organize some other concerted activity and they cannot be uh uh, discriminated against because of it, they can't be retaliated against. So it's.
2: I mean, if if they if if they're protected, I mean, like the idea is they can't be retaliated against, but the idea is always that you can't be retaliated yeah. against, and that's yeah, just yeah. not reality.
1: True. Uh,
0: yeah. This is um. I feel like this is sort of an analog. Um. Well, this this is um. Just the fact that they're, it 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 doesn't have as um profound, like sort of protective powers as sort of a traditional union has in the past. But the idea at this point, or or at least the, the step in the right direction in my way, even though it is kind of just sort of like, you know, you don't know what's going to happen is pushing that, that cultural, you know, uh lever a little bit more to the left in this case, because. Old, old fashioned, just sort of like industrial jobs and what have you. It's like it's a stereotype at this point that it's like, oh, yeah, if you work in like coal or gas or whatever, uh, the CEO is just going to uh crush you and, and eat your bones, essentially. Right. Like it's 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 I mean, it's a joke at this point. Like that's what happened 100 years ago. They still like doing that today. But tech has always skated along as being like innovative or like oh we're 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 fun we're kooky right it's great you know and
1: also like automation gets rid of jobs right like so software engineers are effectively doing the labor sometimes of what would have been like a hundred workers you know a long time in, in some circumstances right so, like the fact that even the people who are doing the software engineering and the people who are managing the automation are are also are like becoming radicalized and are unionizing is undercutting one of the biggest I feel like kind of arguments or one of the biggest tactics that employers use to you know to to cut into labor.
2: I mean, I don't know. I feel like there are always more jobs. Uh, it's just not necessarily the people who were being employed before like all these tech companies we're talking about the white collar professionals who do the coding or whatever but then also um, you have the people in factories who are building the phones mhm mm-hmm. so you still have very low-wage exploited labor it's mm-hmm. it's just like that's not what's currently being included in the union um I don't. I don't really know how you would organize over in China. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. Oh,
1: you wouldn't. I don't think independent unions outside of the state are allowed in in communist China. Of course.
2: Totally. But I, <laughs> yeah. But what I'm saying is, it, it's it's not even like these software engineers have uh, gotten rid of the need for manual labor. We just have different manual labor, and we're exploiting people in a different country where you can't organize. Yeah. Um that, that's And I mean yeah. like we're and we're also talking about like you know like these minority unions are good because they involve uh you contractors or whatever. I mean like I don't I don't know how much progress you can really make. Um and and I think the Google union is good and all that, but like it 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 feels like everything right now is becoming contract contractors mm-hmm. yes um rather than employees like i don't remember what uh supermarket chain it was but in california because of prop 22 i think it was safeway they vons. fired it was
1: vons it, was vons. it was vons yeah
0: yeah yeah
2: vons uh i didn't remember it because i'd never heard of it before it's <laughs> one of those
0: weird california grocery stores that they're always talking about in los angeles
2: but yeah they fired everybody yeah it so no a, more employees. I think that there,
1: that was their delivery people. I I think that they.
2: Okay, well, they, there was definitely an actual supermarket chain. Yeah, so not yes. not delivery people, but like no more supermarket employees.
0: Yeah, no, their their whole thing was that Vons was like one of the last uh, sort of places that didn't employ one of those sort of like app based kind of delivery systems, and like their employees were like actual. They like got. They didn't get a 1099 miscellaneous. They got a W two at the end of the year, right? And, and then I think some of them just, were
1: unionized. Also,
0: I think some it was something like that. But yeah, then Vaughn's basically they were like the last ones. Vaughn's Albertsons. I think that was part of the mm-hmm. what one of the things where they they were basically like, all oh, right, now we're switching to DoorDash, which is a trash platform. DoorDash sucks.
1: And one thing about like having some sort of like minority union, this like alphabet workers union, instead of just a bunch of employees speaking out is that it, the more evidence you have and the more explicit you have that saying, Hey, I am organizing with my employees over concerted workplace conditions that provides you more protection under the law, because that's evidence that can be used when there's some sort of labor dispute, say, they discriminated against me because I posted this thing or I signed this petition with a union. And that will yeah, be, used, that's good. That would be used much more, uh, be like much more clearly. Whereas if the, if you're working by yourself, first off, you cannot, if you're doing something by yourself, that is not concerted activity and that's not protected under the law. Second off, if you just like, yeah, me and a couple of people were pissed about this stuff. it it's, not quite as explicit and it might be pushed back against by management um as to whether that was like an actual labor concerted activity
0: and therefore well, that's protected. What, that's what happened with fucking Trump's Twitter is that they it's like look they had four, they had years to actually get rid of him if they wanted like lord knows there's plenty of examples of him just being an absolute psycho on there and inciting violent violence yes. or whatever but it took it's like And like up until this point, because there was no actual pushback, the Jack Dorsey and all those losers could just be like, we here believe in a something, something, something like and just not answer the question. Right. But if people got behind it and said something, it me and I get like, I guarantee you this had to have happened because Donald Trump had 88 million followers. So
2: many of them fake.
0: yes that's true yeah exactly but it was just one of those started situations. by me I, I created a lot of his
1: fake followers so yes I, I admit to it
0: you're a fake friend david um but uh
2: are you broadcasting from russia yeah you
0: fucking weird no but uh no like it just it it just forcing that issue i guarantee you an end the engineer or some of the engineers behind uh twitter had to have been like okay what are what happens if we deactivate the president's Twitter? Like, how much do engagements go down? How much ad revenue do we lose, et cetera, yes. et cetera? And it obviously if it if it didn't, you know, change in any if, if if they if it was too much that they would have lost, they wouldn't have deactivated it. But just having all those employees force the issue probably made them look at the actual numbers and go like, all right, we'll take this. And
1: because they were like, they're like. Holy shit! Google just unionized last week, and we are smaller than Google. This could happen to us.
0: Yeah. So they. So it got for they, like the issue is actually forced and and like uh, like I said, uh, there's there's no way they didn't look into this financially in some way. Oh, of course. Beforehand, and it was because people were actually pressing the issue. Yeah,
1: I, I think that there was a little bit of like, hey, this is a statement in the public interest because this is a statement by the like the president of the United States of America. And so there was like a regard, like regardless of what his content actually is, uh, there there is a competing interest always in just the newsworthiness of hearing the president speak. And it got to a point where his speech was outweighed, uh, By its dangerousness, you know, his new, you know, so like maybe there was there there was also and also the fact that motherfuckers leaving in 10 days or whenever this comes out, he's leaving, you know, soon.
0: Now, dude, if I was Twitter, if I was Twitter, I wouldn't have if if, like strategically, if I was Twitter, I wouldn't have banned him at this point because I just it would have looked incredibly like there would have been a ton of cowardice behind it. Like if you're going to ban him, you would have done it one, two, three years ago essentially. You would have been the vanguard of that, essentially. When the looting
1: but, starts, the shooting but, starts. I mean, that's like,
0: you know, not... Yeah. yeah. But they're doing... They did it... I I don't know. I, It's my belief that I think that they did it because of all the pressure put on it, you know? And they use the cultural perspective of it as the reason, you know?
2: Mm. I mean, I think the pressure from the employees was some factor, definitely, but... Uh, I I really don't think I I think ninety percent of it was the fact that he incited a fucking coup.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I mean it's So the a pos- question
1: is is that was the employees the entire ten percent and without the employees, would it have just been would have not crossed the threshold?
2: I don't I mean I think I think it's like an interesting issue. Um, you know, what's wh- what should a platform's role be in Mm -hmm. deciding what is dangerous speech? But I don't, I don't, I don't think there's really any way to know what happened behind the scenes of Twitter. It's a kind of, yeah,
0: it, it, it's, it's, I mean, right now it's, it's all, we're all just speculating. I'm, I'm wildly speculating in this case. Uh, um, uh, with the only, um, with the only sort of, um, weight behind what I'm saying just by personal experience and what have you. Yeah. Um, And there,
1: and there is just like, there are details that are relevant to the equation. And the fact that Google unionized five days before Twitter's petition, all of a sudden had enough weight to be, you know, something to be some sort of a factor is something that uh, needs to at least be acknowledged. And, rec- and recognize. All right.
2: It. We acknowledge we, it. All right.
1: We acknowledge it. <laughs> we, we see you, we hear you. We at Shakita banana. We understand recognize.
2: your concerns. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you uh Rachel, do you sort of where where do you sort of like fall on the like like uh oh uh, wait we can't censor people or or we should censor people sort of like line.
2: Um I mean I think when you have people who are organizing to bring actual white supremacist violence sure it is important to deplatform. platform like i do think that like alex jones became a lot less powerful after twitter took his twitter account away um YouTube, you yeah. know the, my my primary reason for thinking that deplatforming platforming should be on the table is because it's been proven to be effective but the problem is when you say, okay, we're gonna deplatform people who are dangerous, then how do you define what is dangerous? And the the issue with all of these companies is as soon as you open the door for censorship, they are going to be using censorship to further their own interests, right. which are almost always anti left. Yeah. And they've but the thing
1: is, i I completely agree with you and I think that there is a something that has already started raising eyebrows a little bit. Uh With some like leftist people, you know, like being deplatformed recently, or you know, or ostensibly or whatever, leftist, and you know that that is something to be concerned about. But I think it is also important to recognize that if you look at some of these antitrust complaints, all of these monopolists have been manipulating information from day one in order Mm -hmm. to further their own interests, and it was pecuniary beforehand, but now it's political. But ultimately, they've never been neutral platforms. And I think that it it's it bears it I feel like it just kind of needs to be repeated that like I just don't think that this is almost in some ways it is not that dramatic when you look at it in the perspective of the fact that Amazon has prioritized and favored all of their products on their own marketplace. And they I mean are, duh. Yeah and they're like hmm. getting they're getting they're like reading algorithmically like reading prices. Of things that are top sellers on their platform and creating knockoffs that are like ten cents cheaper, and they just do that on a mass scale. You know, Facebook is.
2: This sounds like their least nefarious business practice, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Undercutting- You're just like
2: they have a store brand.
0: Yeah, under <laughs> undercutting Bic is like the least mean thing that Amazon does.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the, that, that, that's just to say that they, if you run Bic though, and no one goes to shop at stores anymore then you're everyone's facing financial ruin because Amazon will always by definition cut into your business model. you will lose yeah so you will, you so will the problem
2: win. the problem you have is with the monopoly
1: right, yeah, right, yeah, exactly, exactly. so if there were more marketplace options or if they were not allowed to do some of those practices, then it would be th- that that it's not the censorship itself. In some ways, it's the fact that they're so big, and there are some like egregious things that they're doing that are cutting into the. Yeah,
2: I I don't really know that if I I would say this Amazon issue is the same type of thing. You know, like Amazon is a company that is trying to sell you stuff, mm-hmm. and the fact that they feature their own products that, that 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 doesn't strike me as nefarious at all. What strikes me as nefarious is the fact that they have basically a monopoly on online shopping. Um, but,
1: and they're able to do that when you, through those practices, right?
2: I, I wouldn't even say that because, like, even if I mean, I I would say the prime the primary monopoly they have is if you're buying something, you buy it through Amazon and it's shipped through their warehouse and blah blah blah, rather than uh, whether it's the Amazon brand or the big brand. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but I, I think something with Twitter, it's a huge deal that basically the public square is privately owned.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, the, it's, well, that the I mean, be the other, Sorry, go the ahead, other, Danny. well, the other thing, too, is, is that, like, it's, it is, it's privately owned. I, I mean, I don't know. Whenever people talk about, like, oh, my God, this person got deplatformed, you know. I always just assume that all the private shit is going to be like outwardly hostile to anybody like left of uh of Bernie Sanders essentially. Mm-hmm. So like you know when uh when people like uh, Matt Taibbi and like uh and the and, and, and like those t- and like Glenn Greenwald are like basically free speech absolutists and they're like no we have to we have to allow everything you know I'm always. I always kind of take a thing. It's like, do you not think that we're gonna get attacked regardless? <laughs> so it's like I'm not of. Wait, uh, what are you
2: talking about? Uh,
0: like remember that? F- remember, remember that that thing that happened this last. Summer what do you mean wh- by attacked? Um, deplatformed. Uh, 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 that's uh, I should have said de-pla- deplatformed. Oh, so so like re- like the vari- that variety uh, article that came out this summer where uh, that list of people signed it and we're like we are against uh censorship or whatever i can't remember the entire the harper's list. letter harper harper's harper. Letter. harper it was Harper.
1: So yeah. sa- oh yeah yeah so yeah, what you're like, saying is like if we need to have we need to that, that's over, totally
2: like- different though you're that's that's cancel culture not deplatforming by twitter it y-
0: you're you're right you're right in like the the, the specific, specifics of it. it it is dealing with like two separate issues but um
2: I would like, say it's very separate because we're talking about deplatforming by Twitter of leftists, whereas sure, the sure. Harper's Letter, even though I agreed with it more than uh, most leftists on Twitter did, it was largely people who were center right who were signing it. They were bitching about cancel culture, not deplatforming but, but that, by but, these tech platforms. But, I mean, like,
1: think about this. After Josh Hawley raised his fist in support of the coup, there was. Uh, what Simon and Schuster revoked his book deal and people called oh. that cancel culture. And it, it, I actually do think that there is an analog and pr- pretty similar thing between what is considered cancel culture and what, and someone literally losing a platform.
0: To, well, the, the, there see. might actually be, I mean, like I'm, I'm, I'm still, it's still in the air for me exactly what, where, you know, what the amorphous thing is called, but y- yeah, y- maybe like, I don't know, maybe from like a lib sort of democratic side, people call it the cancel. I mean, this is not the exact same thing, but like you could call it more cancel culture on one hand by one group of people and another group of people calls it like deplatforming, platforming and it gets mixed and, and meshed together. Like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, um. I guess point being is I don't think it's like one solid thing. Like obviously the issues that they're they're dealing with, like have their own separate Venn diagram parts. You know, but like they can mix a little bit, you know. I think speaking. these
2: are two very different things.
1: Yeah, I think they're actually pretty similar. So sounds like we're
0: all in different. Woo! Oh, we- oh, there's all, all, there's a. There's a, there's a- May I
2: lay forth my argument? (laughs) Yes, please. Yes. Yeah,
0: I want to hear it. Yeah.
2: Okay. Cancel culture, even though I think cancel culture picks a lot of really shitty targets and gets things wrong a lot, and I have complicated feelings about it, uh, is something that comes from mobs. And a mob is the people. Uh huh. So the people decide we don't like this person. This person is problematic. We're going to try to destroy their life or uh, get people not to associate them with them or, you know, send hate mail or what have you. And that kind of stuff ruins lives. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it's justified. Sometimes it's not, but that is the people deciding we don't like this person or we don't like this idea. And that to me is very different from the people who decide who can speak so Twitter or any other tech platform right. saying we, the authority are going to shut you up,
1: but they are, ultimately it, is, it right. is coming
2: from two completely different directions. Yeah. One is authoritarian. One is a perverse form of democratic.
1: So I see that. I mean, yeah, they are like both, both private. Th- so it's not, a, I think it's important to clarify, like this is nothing to do with the first amendment. Right. Uh,
2: but I think this is like why people want Twitter to be nationalized and why they're why they're talking about that, because, yeah, it's private. And, yeah, currently, I do think that these private companies do have the right to decide you can't speak on our platform. But you have to be realistic that if you don't have a Twitter account, you are deprived of basically Perfection. the place that people speak in public.
0: Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, this, is, this is a
2: tech monopoly.
0: Yeah, you're, you're I think yeah I think you are right about that the the only I guess the only analog I was making was is that it's silencing something so but you're right that it is the different the difference is uh the difference between one person or like a board a boardroom of people making a yeah, decision but the board and room then like doesn't, and then like a million people making the decision they don't
1: make that decision unless there's a public outrage and they do sometimes like if a tech Monopolist is shutting people down or engaging in like some sort of behavior that furthers their own interest against the public interest and is not responding to public pressure. That is what you're describing in some circumstances. But most of these people, like losing your Simon and Schuster deal, getting deep by Josh Holly, getting deplatformed, or like Louis C.K. getting all his HBO stand-up <laughs> specials taken off. That is a response from like that is that is the pr wing of that company trying to manage what is ultimately a populist outrage at their at, at whoever is being on this so but you're
2: talking about very high profile cases yeah. I think in those cases, you are sure. correct, but mm-hmm. those are not the only people that Twitter or YouTube or whoever will de I see big accounts that are not real world famous, but are Twitter famous, get taken down all the time. Uh, there was a controversy recently. They discovered that a bunch of uh, people of color who had popular Twitter accounts were mm-hmm. getting banned Because there was this white supremacist asshole who had an in with one of the people who made these decisions. And so he would just report these accounts and then brag about getting them banned. And you're not going to see that on the news because nobody knows who these people are outside of Twitter. And as soon as you start posting about it happening, that gets axed by Twitter support, too.
0: Dude, that was there. There is. You're right about that, where. It's it's basically a situation where there's no bureaucratic resource to go through to ever have these problems see the light of day. Like, one time, I, I won't say this person's name, but suffice it to say, they have a common name. Like, they have a name like Rebecca or like uh, Fred, or Fred or David or something like that. And they also had a sort of generic last name, like Smith or something like that. And they... I was like, Hey, how did you get your name on Twitter? Like your blank blank. How did you get that? That's a really common name. And this person told me like, Oh, uh, I actually knew somebody at Twitter. And the person who had this handle was like another person who like never used it. And it had been remained inactive for like years. So they like got rid of the person and gave me it. And I was like, what? (laughs) That's what you got it. You got your, your, your name because some, you knew somebody in the, in that, in that, that's that, and that's the thing is you can't you can't you know fill out a form and like judiciously look through that it's yeah. like it just gets buried in 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 the sand you know and yeah. that's a fairly that's a benign thing you know but yeah. uh, and I think could,
1: that the both of those examples kind of go to show though that there has been uh some sort of these companies making decisions to cull out what they view as for whatever reason content that they don't want for a while so, this deplatforming of the president is not new in that sense. It's just a big name that they deplatformed.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, if, I think if you're going to deplatform anybody, deplatform the president after he's incited a coup or, you know, <laughs> yeah. deplatform him years ago because he was inciting white supremacist violence then. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't think that deplatforming is good across the board, and I think it's a real problem that Twitter basically has a monopoly on public discourse, and they're not accountable to anyone.
1: I think what would be interesting is if like uh, if like Twitter workers unionize, they could try to create some sort of standards as to like really what the terms of service are, because that's one of the things that I've heard people complain about is that no one the goalposts are constantly moved on what is violating of their conduct and oftentimes like i'm reading this story in the times right now i had to stop to do this shit is to is people don't know what the terms of service are and the mm-hmm. ceos kind of have to make gut decisions as to whether someone's violating or not you know well, I the mean, ceos
2: aren't involved well with yeah. deplatforming
1: platforming trump they were
2: Okay, yeah, oh, sure, but like yeah, in, yeah. In, in more regular cases, it's it's right. not the CEOs who are no, making these no, decisions. No, no, no. Definitely
1: not. They weren't deciding on you know those like people of color activists. I'm sure that like Jack had no fucking clue. He's probably like a Zen retreat thinking about his money. But like, yeah, there's it, it is still a I don't know. I, I lost my train of thought. But it, it, I, I think that it just goes to show that there are thoughts that they've been making these sorts of decisions for a while, and it's unclear what. Triggers them. And that's like a thing that people talk about a lot in like First Amendment law when like the government is trying to decide whether to regulate speech or not. There is a whole line is a whole area of law that is dedicated to when the government and how the government can censor someone's speech. And you get a lawyer. You can you can defend your rights and you can have a claim if there is if you've been wrongly censored on Twitter. There is no claim. There's no process for deciding. How and when that happens, it's just a gut check, or you know a guy.
0: Yeah, it's a dead letter bin. It just it like it goes in there, and maybe it might get solved eventually, but probably not. Like there's, I know a litany of people where it's just like they just get banned, or they just get uh have their account suspended for seemingly like nonsensical reasons. Like they didn't even say anything weird, and it just they just they're just gone. You know, the next day.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, I I, that is. I I I had a tweet reported, and I had to delete it to get my account back, and it was like the best joke I've ever made, and it sucks.
1: (laughs) And now Parler, this is all going to change by the time this episode comes out. Yeah, because the shit with Parler is crazy. Because now all of a sudden, Amazon Web Services, from what I understand, will no longer be hosting their platform. Right. Well, yeah. In addition to the upstream monopoly, there's a uh. Well, in addition to Amazon existing in regulating its own marketplace and doing those sort of monopolistic practices, it also has an upstream monopoly of hosting web services. So Netflix, which is allegedly a competitor to Amazon prime has to use AWS and all of these social media platforms have to use Amazon web services as well. And if, you know, Amazon's not in the social media sector, but they have an upstream monopoly, which is technically has a different name for it. But, for those purposes, it's an upstream monopoly. And now, all of a sudden, they're if they de-platform Parler, uh, they take away Parler's right to have web services. They just cut off their uh, business ties, which they're allowed to do because they're a private business. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. Parler will just go away. And then all of a sudden... Well, they they,
2: they would have to re-engineer, and that's going to be a huge pain in the ass.
1: Mm-hmm. For yeah. instance, and while well,
2: purposes- well, Amazon does have like a huge market share... It's not like that's the only cloud service that exists.
1: It's not, but they, I mean, by huge market share, from what I understand, it's like above 50% of all cloud services. And no, definitely.
2: Services. And, 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 I, and I did a project when I worked in tech where we were migrating from a data center to using uh, Azure, the cloud service there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it is a huge pain in the ass but I would not say that the fact that Amazon won't host them means that they can't be hosted.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it is. It's one of those things. W- well, maybe what it is, is it's like the, 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 I mean, if you want to, if you're going to play by the rules of like capitalism, which spoiler alert, I don't think we should be playing that game. Uh, <laughs> you know, but, uh, if It's like all these companies purport to be like, Oh, we're, we're doing this. We're, we're, we're playing the capitalism game and, and what have you. But then if you are Apple or Google play for that, for that, uh, uh, for that example, like you have like the app store or some version of an app store and you take parlor off of it.
2: That's all, a huge deal.
0: Yeah. All of a sudden it's like, it's, it's like, wait a minute. You, you said you were playing capitalism you have to allow other people to do this. Like, have you ever tried to download an app off of just, like, a random developer's website? It seems illegal. Like, it's weird. <laughs> you get, like, a weird link from a website. You click it, and then it says, and then Apple, like, an iPhone is just like, are you sure you want to download this? This is not an authorized app. And you know it's just from, like, a friend Like, I did that through a delivery service once. They're like, oh, yeah, download our app. And I was like, it seems like I'm downloading a virus. (laughs) Like, there's no other thing to do that with. And, uh, yeah, they're just not playing by their own set of rules, essentially. Right. So
1: that, I mean, uh, I think that, I think Parler is also being contested as maybe being removed from the app App store, right, on Apple and Google products. I think that that's also kind of being thrown around and being
0: discussed. No it is. It happened. It's happened.
2: Yeah, they kicked it off of Google Play. Um but from from because Google and Apple are not going to put them in their app stores rather than because they can't get hosting.
1: Fair enough. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, but either way, the, those are three big firms, Google, uh Apple, and Amazon that are all yeah. basically having or responding to whatever they see fit and just cutting off whether for good reasons or for bad reasons, I think we can all generally agree that Parlor seems like a social bad, but they are deciding that this platform is uh should not exist, and they are going to cut it out, and basically Parlor will probably die as a result of the decisions of like private tech monopolists. And it just it, it takes three people to decide to do that, which is an amazing amount of power. I mean, imagine if one of them said, No, I like Parlor. Sure. Yeah and all of a sudden yeah i mean yeah
2: yeah no it's an amazing amount of power but it's it's just like it's funny to me that we're having this conversation now rather than before when they were just shitting on the left and i guess i'm more talking about twitter there where they would suspend people or or facebook especially like Mm -hmm. facebook's moderation is some of the worst in the fucking world or they will they will ban you for making some joke like men are trash or whatever but you can just call a woman like a come dumpster and say you're going to rape her and they're not going to do anything.
1: Yeah. Facebook is openly supportive of like its algorithms are openly supportive of the right. I mean, this is like well-documented Yeah, time after time again. It's like in the congressional record that Facebook favors right-wing content. Mater- contents. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah. there,
2: there, there was an interesting statistic that it was, it was, it was like 60% of the time someone joins an extremist, uh, Right wing group on Facebook. It is because Facebook recommended it to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, they <laughs> recommend. Yeah,
1: they, they and they had to stop recommending. I, I just wrote a piece about this recently. They they stopped recommending groups. I think ten days before the 2020 election, which is like a little little late, right? Like, <laughs> a, little, a little late, a little to, late, little late in the game for that to happen. Like most people already voted by that point, right? Like that's not really. A, a huge change and i'm not sure whether they've actually removed recommending political groups or not but it, it, it's taken they've always been far more conservative i didn't I didn't MMR. know if
2: they even had because i thought it was like recent that people were joining these extremist groups because facebook recommended them
1: over the dude, course of 2020 but literally in the like a week before the november election they they turned it off
0: there dude facebook okay. <laughs> they've always been on the cutting edge of like weird serial killer vibes in terms of like <laughs> what they're willing like the lead the most benign thing facebook has done is recommended a friend request to somebody who's actively been dead like they like actively they, dead they're, they're <laughs> like they got a gray they got a gray or sepia tone profile uh oh, yeah. thing something has obviously happened and they're like you should be friends with so-and-so and you're like they died two years ago <laughs> have you guys
1: have you guys entered into facebook you're like next of, you're like next of kin in the, in the event that you die who will take over your facebook accounts
0: oh god
2: i mean it's so funny like the idea that my facebook account still needs to be you know maintained after i die
0: <laughs> no i yeah I,
2: I, I i'm gonna i'm gonna just uh I'm gonna put somebody who's really a poster. <laughs> Continue to post in my voice. Thank you.
0: No, the only thing the only thing Facebook is good at in the current in the current inter- iteration of it is a me uh, posting into the void to see if I can get a new roommate, which I still do need. Uh, if anybody <laughs> needs a roommate out there, uh, and then also just it's also just turned into Craigslist, where you can go onto Facebook Marketplace and like find like a rare sewing machine for a very good price (laughs) like that's the only thing yeah
1: it's good it's good for it's a birthday tracker for me that's all i use it for at this point yeah i don't use
2: it at all i use messenger which is probably the worst thing because i've had so many like private conversations that mark zuckerberg could read whenever he wants and is probably sold to you two million people already
1: absolutely absolutely so i want to uh go on one final thing before we sign off, which is just kind of, we talk a lot about like the influence of this sort of privately held capital in Silicon Valley, which is in, if we're going to talk about that, we have to talk about venture capital and how they have just this ability to completely um, influence, like not really allow for this like fair competition that they purport to Uh, believe in under the rules of capitalism. Like this, um, we're there's this uh, piece that Danny flagged, uh, from actually the end of November that Charles Dewey did in the New Yorker about venture capitalists, deforming capitalism itself. And I thought it was just something that if we're going to be thinking about privately held power, this is ultimately where it's lying. These are the people who are Mm -hmm. deciding whether, uh, it's going to be Google or ask Jeeves at this, you know, and yeah, it, yeah. It's
0: the, it's the roots of the issue. And I mean, in this specific article it referenced, it talks about we work, you know, which really had a, a, a very, we work, essentially their implosion was a pre Corona event. It all yeah. happened basically throughout 2019, I would yeah. say pretty much the entirety of the year, you know? um, And uh, the, the whole point of the article essentially uh, was how they were essentially trying to paint uh, Newman, Adam Newman, the C- former CEO of WeWork, as, like, a crazy person, which, in its defense, he is. <laughs> he is. Yes. He has. He has, like, Epstein brain, where he's like, I'm going to be a trillionaire and, like, all that stupid shit. Yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> the
2: problem with Epstein—
0: Yes, yeah, so one of one of his one of that, one, you know one of his more minor problems is that he wanted uh, to be rich. Yeah, that's a, yeah. that's that's the wor- Yeah, maybe but,
1: th- that's yeah, that's the second worst thing about him, I guess.
0: But the other part about it is the the Adam uh, or, or uh, is that not that Adam Newman is crazy or unstable or uses like Inno speak, you know, when he's talking about his grand aspirations, but the fact that like. There's a guy in the background from Japan who is coincidentally in charge of Saudi money that he gets from MBS, Mohammed bin Salman, that he is specifically encouraging crazy behavior and that those people, those people behind those like billions of dollars, they're never the the faces of just like, right the the this insanity it's always the eccentric billionaire like a like an Elon Musk type, which again Elon Musk he's really easy to make fun of, please make fun of him. It's very funny, continue to do that, but also it's the people giving them the money that should take a fair amount of the blame here yeah
2: well i I thought the New Yorker article actually did a really good job of that.
0: oh, it was fantastic, yeah, they made it them- it
2: was it was so good, um. Yeah, I mean, like, th- reading that whole article was just like, oh, it's the financial crisis again. Right. Yeah. We're just, right. like, this is this is the lead up to the big short.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But in, like, a micro scale. But it also is. But it's, it's not even really
2: a micro scale. Yeah,
1: because we work as, like, what, the second biggest private real estate holder in New York City at this, you know, like, behind, or no. That's NYU. It's like NYU. At one point it was like <laughs> it was like the Catholic Church NYU and WeWork were like the three biggest holders of real estate in Manhattan. Uh, before this whole thing kind of came to
0: light
2: it's 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 really a toss-up for most per capita pedophiles
0: (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, yeah yeah yeah. it's it's going back it's like who's who's the worst pedophiles in new york city is it like a weird deacon up on like 47th street in like a gigantic church that was made in 1847 or is it a creepy film studies uh professor i'm gonna go with in tish somewhere yeah
1: i'm gonna go with with nyu's school of like interdisciplinary uh undergraduates it's called gallatin I' I'm, I'm, that's mostly pedophiles i'm sure <laughs>
0: yeah uh, it's a, yeah uh no but but, uh, but but point being is that like again if you want to play capitalism game a person a person like adam newman doesn't make it past the first it's like stage two he just dies out because he's insane right. And, and, and like in he gets he gets like uh, killed by the mafia because he makes the wrong person angry or he, right. you know, accidentally overdoses on a some weird like uh, analog of PCP or he, you know, smokes too much weed and distra- he got kidnapped
1: and, uh, in the Maldives on his three week birthday.
0: Yeah, ex- exactly. But I mean, like he, under this situation, he just keeps going because he keeps getting money. Well, you know?
1: Adam, Adam Newman really reminds me of Trump in a lot of ways in that there are a lot of Investors behind him at in like in his while he's still at WeWork and just know he's crazy but want to ride along with it because the money's so good. And until one, then, once the money starts, it, it, the, it, it might not bring back the returns, then they cut him, they cut it like right off. And that's kind of what's happening with Trump right now, in some ways, is like mm. one, once it gets to a point where he's not president anymore and he literally is like. Um, it, it is the, ca- the you know, the the ledger is making it more of a red situation than a black situation. That's when you cut him out. And that's what they did to Newman. As soon as it came that like he put out this S one for their IPO and it was wild. Like they had just, <laughs> yeah. in, and, 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 and literally wild. The, there was photos of in, like endangered species all over it from his wife who like loves the animals and stuff like just, one of the craziest S1s that anyone's ever read. Everyone knew it was bogus. And there were all these allegations of, you know, sexual assault. There was totally misusing money. He was buying real estate and then leasing it out to WeWork, which is a huge conflict of interest. Uh, there was just um, some of the craziest shit. Like, his wife wanted everyone to be vegetarian for at WeWork. Like, require vegetarianism, which is amazing. Uh, and finally, the employee's... Or the not the employees, sorry, the venture capitalists. Um, they just are afraid to speak for so long because they don't want to come across as uncool. Or, <laughs> it's kind of my takeaway.
2: Founder from unfriendly is how they phrased it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're Maybe like that. Yeah, they're just like
0: that's the other thing. It's like a lot of the it's like you have people who are actively insane, like Adam Newman, and like don't have any sense of like the cultural moment. But then you also have the investors who are even 30 years behind him. So you just have a lot of people who just do not understand what is socially acceptable or just culturally with it at the very most benign, you know? So, so they're like, oh, I, I, I mean, sorry, go on. No, I, and I just think it's so funny that there it's like you got all these like you have investors who are wearing Patagonia fleeces and they think that's the coolest that you could possibly wear. And they're like, yeah. yes, we're going to listen to the guy who just who likes to smoke weed on a private plane. Like he's yeah. like, yeah. I mean,
2: I I will also who doesn't like to smoke weed on that, a private plane? That is TF- that is Come on. that
0: is cool. you TF- no, I I take it back. That is cool. TF- TFW, I'll, you hotbox your co pilot. Yeah. I mean, uh, like I,
2: I thought I thought the article did a really good job of laying out how like there are these perverse incentives where every there's so much money. Yeah. that the only way to make money is by going for instant domination.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Like
2: they were saying, uh, if a company can't take a billion dollars right now, it's just going to go to their competitor.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. what
2: everybody is playing for is the huge fucking payoff right. of like an Alibaba or whatever, and they're not interested in making smaller amounts of money. Right. So it's the same shit with like all the real estate uh, like. All that trading and we're just gonna Gamble like crazy because the losses Are not gonna stick to us whereas like A huge win is going to Mm -hmm. I I don't really think these are Cultural problems in the sense of People don't understand that rape is bad Or whatever it's that morality Doesn't matter when you're in this Crazy system Mm -hmm. Of we just need to like have One thing go super Mega rich and then we're You know glamorous And set for life. And even
1: after this, they still made money. Like they still walked away. They got rid of Newman after he was too, bu- too much of like a PR risk. Right. And now they have a new CEO and WeWork is like, but for the pandemic is looking like it's going to be just fine. And the weird thing about the perverse incentives of venture capital, it's similar to private equity in that regardless of performance, the investors, the private investors make money either way, they're going to
0: walk away with something no matter what. Yeah. They're just, they just, they're insatiable. I'd be mean, keep it. And, and it's like, you guys were both say, it's like, they make money, millions of dollars sometimes on these things. And I just look at it and I go like, Jesus Christ, if I had a million dollars, like if I made, it's like, I'm not going out there and, and doing the Amazon or Jeff and doing the Jeff Bezos thing where it's like, now I need to start a rocket ship company. Like, it's like, no, <laughs> I I made a million dollars. That's it. I'm taking it, and then I'm gonna make it last for forty years if I can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't need a billion. I don't need two million.
2: <laughs> you know that that article was so crazy. It actually made me like Elizabeth Warren for two seconds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well When was she mentioned in that article? I don't remember. Oh,
0: that's she, right. She wanted yeah. to
2: regulate shit.
0: Oh yeah. 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 And that,
2: Wait, I think that may have actually been in the Google one.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah. Broadly speaking, Elizabeth Warren is just uh, one of the the kind of like, you know, she just takes sort of milquetoast uh, uh, to sort of kind of advantageous stances like we need to regulate the tech industry more. She's just she'll just say it. She just says that. And that's like the best part about it. Um, But yeah, it, it, it is weird when you're just sort of like, damn, Elizabeth Warren is the good guy. In, the, in this generally, article. I mean, gen- I mean, like, right, like generally, yes. generally, are, like Very, very wars. generally she speaking. She was calling for
1: $2,000 checks as well, like recently. I mean, like there's not not the best in a lot of ways, but I think, I think that the weird element of it is that it, the growth oriented aspect of it, you need a billion dollars or else you're going to like, fuck you, we're going to give it to someone else is also tied to the monopoly powers, which is like, we need to compete with monopolists and if this venture for, if this venture isn't going to be able to do that, then it's just not worth our fucking money. So we need to have an absolutely insane rocket ship style growth at any given point because that's the best chance that we have for you to either make enough money where you're going to be bought by one of these monopolists and we'll make a fuck ton of money or you'll be able to survive within this little... Uh, within this just absolutely oversized and
0: grotesque marketplace. These are guys that are losers. You know, they're not schemers like me, all right? They don't even (laughs) like scheming. Who, Who... who who doesn't get a rush from buying a fucking uh Fender amp off of Craigslist for a hundred dollars and then selling it for one twenty? Why don't right? you
2: just start doing a Seinfeld impression? This is, this is
0: no 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 no. This is fun. I remember when I was eighteen years old. I got you scour Craigslist. You got the you got scheme brain going. You're like, I'm gonna buy this thing for a hundred dollars. I remember
2: when my girlfriend was eighteen years old. I was thirty nine. <laughs> I was
0: thirty nine. Uh, God, that's so never forget that he did that it's so weird (laughs) it's so uncalled but yeah these people they have such a lack of imagination they're just like oh i want to it's like their whole thing is like we want to we we want to you know take over this thing but you don't want to do you don't even want to play the game you don't even want to get into it you just want to make a billion real fast
2: i mean i think the depressing thing that we're kind of not acknowledging is their behavior is totally rational yes yes like in the hellscape sure. that we live in, what they are doing makes sense. This is what makes them the most money.
1: Yeah. 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 And you, like can it, have, it, you can and have it's, it's, everyone making individual rational decisions in a completely irrational system.
2: Yeah, sure. exactly. I mean, and I mean, if we want to talk about regulating capitalism, what they're describing at the beginning of the article with WeWork by selling or I guess by renting these places for below market price. So nobody can compete. That's called dumping. That's illegal.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: You're not allowed to sell things for less than they cost because that's an anti-competitive practice.
1: Right. Right. So if you're going to, like, if we're going to have these rules, like, this is the kind of war and scold that you want to see. If we're going to be within this system, then it helps to have a war and scold be like, no, you shouldn't be having these sorts of competitive rule, these sort of dumping practices.
2: Yeah, I mean yeah. the the problem here is unregulated capitalism. Like the, this is the type of thing that will really make you into like, oh, Elizabeth Warren, blah blah blah. Even though obviously what we need is like way bigger reforms than that, and you need and thinking systemic. So many changes, yeah, so many systemic changes beyond the type of rules that she would lay out. Right. Uh, but without those rules, you are just having a setup where the only companies are going to be monopolies. Right. The mm-hmm. the way the article put it was good, where you have disruption with no social purpose.
0: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Where is the manager? To where? I how can one talk to the manager if there is no manager? What of capitalism? Is that what you meant? <laughs> I I want to talk. No, you know, like I want to speak to the manager, but mm-hmm. there's no manager. <laughs> oh, I heard the rocket. Karen
2: shit. implosion. Yeah, yeah. <gasps>
0: I heard it. I heard it. Uh Let me blowing your mind, David.
1: One thing I just really want to point out, just one one fun thing about the article was they were asking for underwriting from JP Morgan. And I think some of the investors at JP Morgan literally compared Adam Newman to Mother Teresa and Lynn Manuel
0: Miranda.
2: <laughs> I <laughs> mean, both people I don't love.
0: Mm-mm. Yeah, Mother Teresa. Yeah. I, it's like Mother Teresa
2: e- was a sadist. Lynn Miranda, I mean Also a sadist. Ta- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talented, Dude. yes, but ultimately a lib.
0: Yeah. Very good on the piano, I'm sure. Uh, but I did watch I did watch the Hamilton recording uh that went on Disney Plus, and I was like, oh man, this is what people were blowing their minds about. Like, this is what they this is what they were freaking out about. It's like I'll. I'm gonna push back. The rap was bad, but it wasn't as corny as ever. It was just like the problem
1: wasn't even the production. The problem was that people I don't like liked it. <laughs> <laughs> it it that's, the worst. That's almost that's ninety percent of my
0: problems with most things. No, it was, like, Eminem-level rapping, all right? Like, that's as corny okay, as it got. Okay,
2: Eminem is very talented. He, okay, no, he's,
0: <laughs> he's, that's the worst it got. That's the worst it got, which is sort of, like, weird, and I'm not talking, like, speedrun Eminem, where he could just be like, it never got that good. He's very talented when it comes to just stringing a bunch of words together, but that was the most embarrassing, it's, like, that, it, the, the most embarrassing it got was, like, toy soldiers era m&m that's what, that yeah in
1: 15
2: years okay how about how about uh now you get to watch her leave out the window I guess that's why they call it window m&m yeah <laughs> okay
0: okay he's very
1: look uh <laughs> mccartney apologists here straight yeah. out of eight mile rachel mccartney everyone no that yeah. was
2: a that was a bad one i was like let's throw out an actual bad m&m rap
0: okay yeah a bad I, I
2: was throwing you a bone
0: yeah yeah okay <laughs> um but we were talking about limb Miranda and why do we like
1: him or not I don't know I just thought it was funny that they like compare like the amount of fluffing that they did in order to be the underwriter for this like clear clearly megalomaniac uh in order to get this thing uh secured I just I just I loved
0: it I thought, I thought it was a very he funny was unfortunate me- he's unfortunately too tall he's like six foot five. Five, six foot six, and nobody's ever punched him because he's too tall. He's too high up mm-hmm. there, you know. Yeah, absolutely, you can't, you, you can't reach him.
1: This has been Ponzi Scream, Everyone, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening in. <laughs> uh, David with the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> gotta land this ship. Landing. Oh god. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know. Does anyone else have anything else to say? Rachel, anything you want to plug?
2: I have a Twitter account.
1: <sighs> okay. I, I,
2: it's yeah. hell. I'll never leave.
1: Hell yeah! Uh, okay, well at Rachel
2: f- M Comedy goodbye,
1: goodbye, and follow us to Ponzi underscore Scream and uh, uh, you know. Okay, well that's it, guys. Take care. Have a good All right. one. Bye.